You're listening to the King's Place podcast. kingsplace.co.uk Hello, this is Ben Eshmade and welcome to the King's Place podcast, a series of podcasts looking at the upcoming events at the North London venue. On this edition, I speak on the phone to pianist Marcus Roberts, who brings a series of concerts celebrating the music of Monk, Coltrane, Basie, Ellington, alongside his own work, all as part of this year's London Jazz Festival at the venue. He explains more on the phone. And we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a pretty intensive schedule of performances. So we just got a lot of preparation work to do, but uh, I'm looking forward to it, yeah. Well, the biggest thing is we want people to, first of all, understand the role that the piano has played throughout the history of jazz. You know, we've had many great composers and leaders, performers, so that's one thing. So I'm, I'm always interested in kind of pushing our great history of the piano in America and in Europe, I might also add. It's been fantastic and very illuminating for me. And secondly, it's important that we don't tie ourselves to any one particular era of jazz. So I don't want people to think that we are relegated to the 1940s or we're relegated to the 1930s or the 1980s or rather we're dealing with the whole music is alive that we draw from all of its sources all the time to make whatever modern statement that our imagination has been to make for us. And then finally, since we're playing primarily with young people, the importance of that is those young people are the ones who are going to carry the music forward. So hopefully in playing with us and with whatever things about the music organically that we can share with them or teach them, uh, it'll help their pursuit of jazz and whatever way they see fit as they move on from these concerts. And of course, finally, we, we always want to expand our audience for jazz music globally. There's this lovely thing on the website which says that jazz should not be elitist. Yes, we welcome everyone. Listeners, players, teachers, scholars, critics, record company people, publicists, I mean, you know, everyone. We believe that there should be some part of jazz music history that will appeal to them, that will reinforce some part of their personality that would be helpful for them. Okay, so let's look through these amazing concerts. The first one starts on the Wednesday with John Coltrane and Thelonious Monk. Yes. You know, we're going to pick some Monk pieces to play that we enjoy, some blues, some of his great melodies, standards, maybe a couple ballads. That'll be the first half of that concert. And then the second half will be our reading of one of my favorite Coltrane recordings, Crescent. We're going to present that in its entirety in the second half. And it's just a gorgeous suite of music. Uh, we uh, always have loved that music. I've always loved it since I would probably... In my early 20s, I first heard it, and I just never stopped marveling at just how fantastic a suite of music it is. Moving on to the, the second concert on, on the Friday. Yeah, well, it's really a statement, again, it, it, it kind of showcases the piano in all of its presentations. So I'm going to start off playing solo piano, and then I'll probably do a duet with Rodney Jordan, and then a duet with Jason and then we'll do some trio pieces. And then in the second half, we'll do a couple quartet pieces with a um, former student of ours, Etienne Charles, who's also going to be helping out very talented young trumpet player. And he's out there building his thing as well. And then we'll do a couple septet pieces. And then we'll end with a couple big band pieces. So 
we just keep increasing the amount of people in the group. I've actually never done anything quite like that, but it should be a very interesting evening as we add more and more personnel to the stage. And, and the piano is at the heart of all this music. Well, the piano is certainly, you know, the big band becomes almost like the voice of the piano. Like, certainly, you can play pretty much what all the instruments play on piano since we, you know, we cover the whole overtone series. But the natural, native orchestral characteristics of the piano is one of the things that makes it great. So it'll just be interesting to see how the, the role of the piano changes as we add more people, but it still does remain a major force just because it's sort of a link. So I guess it's the link all night long. But it won't necessarily be featured to the point where you're not hearing other folks solo and improvise. It's just that it'll be going in and out of a soloistic role and like an accompanying role. And we'll go like in the first half we're functioning more like a piano trio where my philosophy of trio playing is that the bass and drums are equal to the piano. So it's not going to be like piano with accompanying bass and drums to be more like we're all in charge at different times. And then in the second half, we become more like a rhythm section and we start to blend in and celebrate the talent for you know, all the other musicians as the night goes on. So keeping busy, you've got two concerts on, on the Saturday. Yeah, it's true. We're doing um, Jelly Roll Morton, who is certainly... You know, you could argue, you know, our father of jazz, certainly our first jazz composer, created a lot of the elements that we consider jazz even today. So we'll be playing some of his great music, you know, arrangements of that. And Bud Powell and Earl Hines, who give us the quote-unquote modern bebop view. But again, my feeling is that all of this music is modern. It's all very sophisticated and relevant. I have found that General Morton is doing many things that people still can do. I mean, just the intelligence of those arrangements, the amount of imagination that they bring out of your playing as you dig deeper into them, and the range of possibilities that he introduced way back in the early 20th century. I mean, it, it just boggles the mind, and he was quite a pianist as well. So, you know, I'm looking forward to that concert. And then the final concert that we're doing is all big band repertoire. So we'll be doing mainly Ellington in the first half and a couple of Basie pieces. And then in the second half, we'll be doing the second half of a suite that I wrote called Romance Swing in the Blues that was uh, written for like a 12-piece group. I mean, I re reorchestrated it and redid it in New York at Jazz at Lincoln Center in October with my big group. So it's going to be a challenging... Uh, week that's for certain but we're looking forward to it how much do you improvise when you're playing other people's music yeah there's a lot of improvisation around it but we do try to stick to the structural implications you know we certainly want to adhere to it so that it's clear that we know what that is and then whatever additional things we choose to do uh, we try to keep it within the scope of what of what the language would require so i guess you would say that we do both how do you prepare for something for this big run run of concerts? How do you prepare for something like this? We just got to carefully choose the repertoire. Got to make sure that everything that we're choosing is mostly comfortable for us to do. We need every minute of rehearsal time with the young people, so hopefully we'll get enough time with them so that they can uh, understand what's going on. Because it is very difficult music, I have to tell you. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing. It. But I got to tell you, I've been very impressed the other times I've been to London with the level of seriousness and the playing ability of these young men and women. It's very impressive. 
So we enjoy going back to America, telling these American college kids they better step on it because uh, their European counterparts are not messing around. So it's healthy for jazz music. You know, it's great. So we just try to make sure that we give them enough information so that the feeling of the music is right. It's more to it than just executing parts. You still have to communicate the flavor, if you will, of the music and uh, make sure that the rhythmic feeling of it is right. The blues components are there. The soul that's necessary is there. That we play with a wide dynamic range. Because when you don't do those things, jazz music becomes very tiresome for the listener. So we have to keep it colorful and keep it moving along and keep the contrast in it because that's what keeps people you know, wanting to hear more. But by speaking to you, I can, I can tell that you know, at the end of the day, you, you love your job. I must say I do, I do. I mean, I'm, I'm very blessed. I feel very grateful to have been given this opportunity to be a jazz artist, a jazz pianist, and to be blessed to play for an appreciating public. The Marcus Roberts London Jazz Festival residency runs from Thursday the 15th of November to Saturday the 17th of November, featuring all the great music and musicians that Marcus talked about, including performers from the Guildhall School of Music and Drama. Alongside the concerts featuring Marcus, there will also be some other great shows from Henry Texier, the Karos Quartet, Jazz for Toddlers and the Jazz Records Requests. I'm Ben Eshmade and you've been listening to a King's Place podcast. For more details about any of these events, please visit kingsplace.co.uk. Tickets for all events start from just £9.50 online. Thanks for listening. You're listening to the King's Place podcast kingsplace.co.uk